0: DM me on Facebook or Instagram, or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, hey, this is Allison Scammell. I had an absolute blast speaking with business coach Angela Henderson about the lost art of human to human marketing. Angela defines exactly what human-to-human or H2H marketing is, why your business needs it, and how H2H turns potential clients into long-term clients by leaving them with an emotional footprint we end the discussion on a fantastic challenge that will have you fully booked with discovery calls with a very, very simple H2H strategy. So please stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Well, hello there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO. And you're getting fully booked with ideal clients using your unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Today we're talking about a fantastic topic, human to human marketing. And today's guest is a true expert on the topic. Angela Henderson is an international award-winning business coach for women, international keynote speaker, and podcast host. Angela helps women in business get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. I learned so much good stuff from Angela, so may you receive as much from her wisdom as I did. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on She Grows. Gosh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So you talk about a lot of different topics that are in your expertise. But when I saw the lost art of human-to-human marketing, I said, this is the topic I want to speak about with Angela because I find it really fascinating. I'm so excited to explore this with you. So let's start with what is human-to-human marketing?
1: Human-to-human marketing, for those that may not be aware, is they may have heard, I think it's important to kind of go back a bit. So they may have heard about B2B or B2C. And for me, as I think B2B and B2C still plays a significant role in any business, depending on what your individual business is. But H2H marketing is kind of where I'm like, okay, we've got to be blending things in. And we'll talk about a little bit more later about why we need to be blending this in. But
0: and I'm going to pop in here. B2B is business to business, right? Uh-huh. Uh And then B to C is business to consumer. So business to consumer, business to client. Yep. And so
1: depending if you're a service-based business or if you're an e-com platform, whatever that is, you'll have that business model kind of already set, which is great because it will work for your business. You're still going to get leads and all that. But one of the things that I found in being in business now for over a decade with both of my businesses is that you still need to be blending somehow in there that human to human marketing. And depending on what you are in the world, you may have also heard it as P2P, which is people to people marketing. And really, all that means is human team and marketing pertains to the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. And to emphasize, it's again, that experience and interaction. Sometimes businesses, again, will have a really great experience but they won't have the interaction or some businesses on the other side will have a really great interaction, but they won't have the experience. So when you blend the experience and interaction,
0: that's the intersection that you get for that human to human marketing. So can you give us uh, an example of human to human marketing so we can better understand this?
1: Sure. So there'll be many of you out there that will start shaking your head when I kind of start to unpack this. And for me, the experience is, is when I was pregnant with my almost 11-year-old, I remember that I had these cravings. And my cravings were for like these big, massive blueberry and raspberry muffins that I got at this beautiful cafe in Brisbane, Australia called Tognini's. And I would go there two, three, four, five times a week. It was those good old pregnancy cravings. And I would walk in and initially when I started going there, it was like, You know, can I please have a blueberry muffin and a can of Diet Coke? the credit card and leave. But as I started coming a little bit more, I was like, hi, how are you? How's the pregnancy going? Oh, what's your name? Angela. And then, you know, it just became, you know, how many weeks are you? Do you know if it's a girl? Do you know if it's a boy? And every time I went in there, it was just this beautiful and rich experience and interaction with the owners, their waitresses and waiters, the community naturally. And so then when I had my first child, which is Finley, then it was like, you know, how, you know, how's Finley? How are you feeling? How are you coping? Then I had Chloe. And the same thing is, is they continue to create this rich and beautiful experience and interaction, not only with me, but now with my family. And we now live 40 minutes return trip to this particular location. It's actually where my children go to school. And even on days on the weekend when they're not, we still drive the 40 minute return trip to get the blueberry and raspberry muffin and the Canada Diet Coke, because even though I can get that five minutes away from my house, it's still not the same. It's not the same interaction and experience that I have at Tugnini's. And some of you might have this, the same hair stylist that you've been going to for years, or the same massage therapist, or the same, we call them general practitioners or doctors that we go to. It's the same people that we keep going back to because, again, of that experience and interaction. So that's an example of, for me, what I found to really be that essence of human to human marketing that I love so much.
0: That is a glorious example. And I immediately thought of someone, just as you suggested, I'm sure listeners are thinking of someone as well, like who had that same experience as you did with a bakery. I'm thinking of a coach, a coach I hired, and now she's a person who I follow and is a peer and friend. And that is Patty Lennon. And I just want to give her a shout out here. She's a person who does this. She does just what you're saying. And I'm going to give her a little bit of a shout out because she's so freaking generous with her time. And mm-hmm. She's so generous with stuff. When I ask her for stuff, she's generous with me and she takes mm-hmm. that time to do everything. Because what does this take, right? And I know you'll talk about this more, but it takes time. It takes a little energy, it takes a little right. extra, <laughs> you know? Yep. And Patty Lennon, who is an intuitive business coach, I always see her doing this. She. Mm-hmm. Somebody says makes a comment on social media and she goes and looks something up for them and then gives them a really thoughtful response. And I always mm-hmm. my thought to myself is always like, how does she have time for this? Mm-hmm. How does she have time for this? Because she is a big coach and she runs a multi six-figure business. And I know it's her doing it, it's not a VA. So, exactly right. So if I ask you that Angela, like how does someone like Patty or like you, who is running a really successful, I think you're probably a multi-six-figure business too, how do you make... Mm-hmm. like? Wh- where's the line you draw to make this extra time to go this extra mile with a client?
1: I mean, well, there's potential clients and there's clients that come on board. And I can talk to you more about that later on. But for me as a potential client, is it's about... We are so ingrained to listen to so much, uh, masculine, but also feminine energy. It's not, let's just not vague up the masculine energy here on this one. But we're so ingrained that you know, these gurus are telling us you must do this and you must do this. And this is what it looks like in your business. But the reality of it is a lot of what the gurus are telling you is, is pretty much what they're saying is stop treating people like humans, right? Is, is, and because of that is we're so ingrained, in my opinion, to just be treating people like transaction, when's the next transaction, when's the next thing going to go into, you know, some people have it on their phones, where it'll like cha-ching, if you get a sale, right? And for me, is it's just like, go back to the basics. If you think about there's a beautiful saying, I'm um, just trying to think of the quote real quick. And I think it's something like, I've, you know, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I can't remember yeah. who says that. Was, I think it was Maya I, Angelo. I think it is, or something yeah, like that.
0: I know it, and I don't remember who said it either, but it's a great one. <laughs> and my
1: thing is, is if you just think about like what you were talking about, uh, Penny Lou, and I think you said her name was, is that, again, is that feeling people get, right? That experience and that interaction. And because of that, you've left, instead of a digital footprint, you've left an emotional footprint, And people will buy from emotion, all right? People will buy because you made them feel like a human being and not a transaction. So I think sometimes in the world of where we're getting fed all these things from Instagram and Facebook and newsletters and whatever, just go back to the basics treat people just like humans, right? And yes, of course, it's going to be a little bit more energy, but you can still be profitable, right? And so that's really important. I also believe um, a really simple saying, and, you know, someone else has probably coined it out there, but it's something that I say very, very often. And and I, I guess people have gotten to know me for that is conversations equal connections. And when you have connections, you have conversions. Mm, so mm-hmm. again, I ask and I would honor your audience, right, to really be asking themselves, how many conversations are they having with their people? Like mm-hmm. genuine conversations, not everything, because newsletters, we all do newsletters for the most part, or a lot of us do, right? And obviously, that's automated. We're using a CRM to go out to the masses, right? But when was the last time you picked up the phone? When was the last time you went that extra mile like your coach did? When was the last time you actually DM someone versus it being a canned response, right? Like, when did you really have rich and meaningful conversations? Because when those rich and meaningful conversations happen, you cannot have connections. And when you have connections, you will have conversions.
0: Yeah, I love that. And so many of my clients, so the listeners of She Grows, I call them soul-guided women entrepreneurs they are spiritual in nature they're in service to their people and the planet they don't like salesy systems and formulas generally speaking mm-hmm. and somehow i think they you know when i when i say well let's talk about a sales funnel sometimes i see people kind of recoiling at the idea although we we get we get over that but sometimes i feel like they just at the same time they don't like that tri- you know that they want to have this human to human connection that we're talking about here, but somehow I I don't see it always happening.
1: One hundred percent, because again, it's it's very counterintuitive, right? Yeah, and right. It, and so you're almost having to retrain your brain to go, hey, it's okay that I'm not doing forcing people to buy my you know stuff all the time. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm all about serving. So many people get tied up in the essence of oh, I don't want to sell, it feels sleazy. I look at it as I'd replace the word selling with serving is every day I show up and I serve my audience, whether or not I serve them through my podcast, whether or not I serve them through a meme, whether or not I serve them through a tip, whether or not I serve them through what my program is that I have on spaces available. But everything I do is I'm still serving them, right? So it's about just retraining our brain that you can still treat people like human beings and still be profitable. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. I'm not saying that we don't sell funnels because I still believe in strategy. All right. 100%. They're still strategy. All right. They're still yes sales funnels, but you can do them in a non sleazy, very authentic. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but very human way by creating experiences, interactions with them that are going to leave emotional footprints versus just the digital.
0: Nice. I love that. So you said human to human marketing includes a fabulous experience and interaction. Did I get that correct? Were those the two elements? Yeah. Yeah. And most businesses will either have one or the other. Can you just define the difference? Because to me, it kind of feels the same, but can you make the Right. Distinction? So an interaction
1: might just be like, okay, so you're on Facebook, right? And that coach that you were talking about, right? She has an option. She could just go, yep, I'm going to interact by saying, thank you so much, Angela for your comment today. She interacted, right? But did she create the experience? No, she, she ticked the box. It was an interaction. Here you go, Angela. But what you're talking about is your lady is, is, is we beautifully the interaction and the experience. She's gone, as you said, and found something like, so if someone's asked her a question, she hasn't just gone, here's your answer. She's got, I'm assuming she's gone. Hey, Angela, thank you so much for your question. Give me a second. I'm just going to go see if I can find this article that I think is really relatable to you and will help you to move you forward. It's that experience. Like she's taken time to have a conversation with someone. She's gone out of the way to make it unique to them versus just a, a standard, you know, cookie cutter, whatever approach that is like, here's the link, have a great day. But she's taken the time to not only interact, but she's taken the time to create that experience for that particular individual. And again, make them feel connected to whatever her brand is. And so again, it's like, yes, you can, she could have just had the experience too. So she could have gone, no worries, uh, Angela, I hope you've had a great day. Here's a link, right? But don't just think by dropping links means that you're creating experiences. It sounds like, again, she had some level of enthusiasm. She actually wanted to show up for that person. Again, if you look at energy, it's like people pick up on that, right? So if you're just dropping shit just to drop stuff, right? People will pick up on that. And that's why that experience is, you know, and I'll go through later on some of the ways that I do that, but people are always saying to me like, Ange, it's the way you made me feel. So if you go Mm -hmm. back to that quote we talked about, it sounds like the lady that you were mentioning really makes people feel like she's actually genuinely invested in their outcome. Just like you said, she's taken time out of her day to go and find whatever it is she's finding. She's taken time to almost calculate a response for them, right, based on their individual needs. And that's where the interaction and experience together
0: creates that beautiful human-to-human marketing experience. That is brilliant. I love it. So tell us, Angela, what does human-to-human marketing look like from a sales perspective?
1: So from from a sales perspective there's a beautiful book called The Go-Giver and it's written by I'm going to I think it's Bob, Bob Burke and John David Mann. And what the guys I just want to talk a little bit about the sales experience because in this book The Go-Giver they really kind of give this twist on human to human sales process. But before we go there <coughs> excuse me I, let's just talk about the traditional sales process though. It's typically you've got the prospect you qualify them, you present, you overcome objections, you close, you might follow up and you might provide some customer service. That's typically you know, what people are saying we should be doing. All right. But in the book, The Go-Giver, what the, um, the guys talk about in there is they talk about create value, touch people's lives, build networks, be real, stay open, and you will inevitably become profitable. Very different, right? Because people are always about the quick dollar. And I get what it's like to be in startup. You don't want to fail. You are always kind of, I hate the word hustle too, but you're kind of going, you're freaking out a little bit, okay? You're going, ah, I just need to stay afloat. I need to make this work. I get it. But if we can learn earlier on that by creating value and touching people's lives and building networks, being real and staying open can be profitable, it would be a lot easier because we're going just with that, do you know what I mean, flow of nature. Again, the essence of what we so many of us just want is to make business easy. But there's so often, again, we're being told that you got to work hard. You got to do it this way. No, it doesn't have to be that way. So again, by creating value, touching people's lives and building you know, your networks, again, the saying goes, your net work equals your net worth. But yet people are forgetting mm-hmm. about that in the process. And in the book, The Go-Givers, what I also like is what they talk about is the five laws of stratic fear of success. And they talk about the law of value. They talk about your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. The second is the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. The third is law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. The fourth, the law of authenticity, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. So again, when you take that human to human marketing element, which is again very counterintuitive, right? Is mm-hmm. again people start to feel like, ah, this isn't. It. It's like almost friction. I can't possibly make money by adding value. I can't possibly make money by, do you mean, serving people first? Gosh forbid, you know, I place other people's interests first. Or also understanding that, again, that law of authenticity is that people so often just want to become like you're the the favorite, you know, as there's this kind of saying is become someone's favorite. And if you think about what that beautiful coach did for you, is again, that valuable gift is to offer yourself. She was prepared to take time out of her day to put someone else's needs before hers, right? Mm
0: -hmm. And by adding
1: value, and I would suspect that someday, it might not be now, because I also believe that sometimes just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's a no forever. But those people will bat for her. They will support her. And in my experience, so often I've got a Facebook community called the Australian Business Club, if There's almost 7,000 people in there. I get tagged daily, multiple times, business coach, business coach, you need to speak with Angela, you need to speak with Angela. But then what happens is, is I'm like, where are these people coming from? I've never coached these people before. Then I go back to either my email list or my a Facebook community. And it's because I've tagged them. I've responded to something they've asked. I've provided value for them. And now they're my marketing people. I'm not paying them to do anything, but because I've treated them like humans, they're doing that for me. So again, it's really about kind of sitting in this because for some people, this can kind of spin people's minds for a few minutes while they kind of wrap their heads around it, Right but it's not that complicated. You know, they talk about why do you need human-to-human marketing? And there's kind of three main things that I talk about when I say, why do you need human to marketing in your business? Is one, staggering statistic. Most recent studies have concluded that your customers are human. Let that sink in. Your customers are human. The second reason why you need human-to-human marketing is you, you must stand out and be the purple cow. There's a book by Seth Godin, literally called The Purple Cow, and he talks about the traveling in France or Amsterdam, and traveling down these beautiful green hilly roads. And he's talking to his family, and he's like, look at these amazing cows, brown cows, white cows, black cows with spots. They're amazing. But eventually, those cows just become ordinary, ordinary cows on the beautiful scenic drive in France. But he says, but imagine if you saw a purple cow. Now, that would be remarkable at least for a while. And so again, if you think about how noisy Instagram is and LinkedIn is and podcasts are and Facebook groups are, you've got to disrupt the way you market people, all right? You can't just keep doing what everyone else is doing. So if you go back and treat your customers like humans, you're naturally going to start standing out and being the purple cow because not many people are doing that. All right. Now, yes, granted, there's still some that are, but statistically speaking, you get what I'm saying is that number is still quite small compared to the average happy people are selling. All right. And the third reason why you need human to human marketing is again, that emotional motivators, emotional motivators drive consumer behavior. And when you drive consumer behavior, you're obviously going to make more sales and become profitable. So again, by treating people like humans and creating those interactions and those experiences with people, you're leaving an emotional imprint, like I talked about. And eventually you naturally are going to increase the sales. So yeah, does that help to explain everything a little bit better?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's lovely. That is really, really good. I want to read this book, The Go Getter. No, Go Giver.
1: The right? Go Giver. Yep. So The Go Giver. It's an amazing book by the men. Like I read it probably anywhere from five to six times a year actually just like not like read the whole thing but I'll just kind of skim through it again because it's just one of those books that I feel and, and I give it to a lot of my coaching clients and I, when they're ready because here's the thing people have to be ready to receive this information right yeah sometimes we're not true. ready for it and so sometimes even on this podcast not everyone will be willing to want to hear about human to human marketing but as podcasters and as you know women in business I still feel that it's our responsibility just to plant seeds. Mm -hmm, and plant them a mm -hmm. little bit more and plant them a little bit more. And then when people are finally ready for that, to take that from the universe, they'll take it when they need it. Right. And so again, the go giver book is I give that to people when they're ready to kind of bring that feedback on board. Like, Oh my goodness, this is right. I don't have to do it. This old traditional sales process way. I can do it this way where it still feels aligned and still feels good to still move my business forward. And I can still be profitable.
0: Yeah, so I have a question. It gets back to what I had mentioned about Patty Lennon, who's this example we're using. I mean, I'm really happy to use her as the example uh, because she's, so I think this is how this is working, Angela. She's been so generous with me that I want to be generous back to her and give her some free advertising here. Just like you're getting tagged by people, right? So when I see her taking the time to do just what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. And I know that she has a big business. She has a lot of followers. She has programs, masterminds, clients. I say to myself, how does she have the time to do this? So in your situation, you have you know a group of 7,000 people in it. You've got a lot of stuff going on. If you're getting a lot of people reaching out to you and asking questions, I mean, how do you know when it's time to take this extra time and go this extra mile or not like do you have kind of do you just use your intuition like what tells you that this is the client i'm going to just take this extra time because we have a finite amount of bandwidth in a day so y- sometimes you really can't respond to all the queries that come in right
1: 100% but again that's where it's about again that experience and interaction doesn't have to be with me it's it can be with my team so it's still about the way we make people feel So our kind of golden rule, again, it's never perfect, because obviously, you're still going to miss some questions is that no question gets left behind. So whether or not it's me that's responding, whether or not it's my team that's responding, is that again, someone's responding, because it's really important for me personally, one of my values is community. And I don't want people to ever feel like they're in business alone. And then they ask a question, they're like, see, that's why I don't ask questions, because I don't get a response. But yeah. I've also, again, trained my community that we've got certain days of the week, right? So me, Monday, Tip Tuesday, you know, Promo Wednesday, Thankful Thursday, and Fab Friday where we share a win, right? Is that, again, I've trained them to be part of that community and to answer those questions too. So it's not necessarily just me that does it or my team that does it, but it could be a community member that does it also. So yeah. it's, it's still about is that, but ultimately in my group it's super important that I'm still creating an Angela Henderson consulting experience and interaction. My group is a purple cow in my opinion compared to other groups. You get welcomed when you come into the group. Your questions and comments don't go unanswered. You feel part of the community. I've been told repetitively, weekly, if not daily sometimes, that my group is very different to the others. So again, that's an example that it doesn't necessarily have to be me creating that experience and then in that interaction. But it's about my team and that community that represents overall me, right? That that's the vibe they're getting. You know, another example I use is that many of my coaches told me not to show up into my groups. And that it was a waste of my time. Literally every coach has told me that. And I've, and I've questioned them and they're like, no, but if you ever want to be a seven figure, eight figure, nine figure businesses, you can't keep showing up in your group groups. And I was like, but Why? why can't I keep showing up in the groups? Because here's what I see in so many groups is I call it the seagull analogy. You know, seagulls, you go to the beach, they just shit on you and they fly away. It's the same type of thing (laughs) as I think. Because I'm in multiple groups and I can always tell when it's launch time because miraculously, the owner of the group just miraculously appears, magically appears, right? They come in there for kind of that 10 to 14 day period. Shit, 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 shit. And then leave again. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I know what you're talking about. And I, come back. I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm thinking of a couple right off the top of my head of bigger name coaches.
1: Yep. And I'm just like, okay, but if that works for them, that works for them. That doesn't work for me. Okay. Yeah. But for yeah. me, is I continue to show up there daily. I continue to release podcasts. I continue to do like release blogs. I continue to ask questions. So there, there is a fine line about people picking your brain, right? But just asking for like some general help. If I have a blog article and we've got over 120 blog articles, over 107 podcasts, episodes, I pretty much am able to recall, right? And so is my team. They're getting better at that too, is going, yep. Hey, really great question. A lot like I'll give you an example. One is business insurance. Do I need business insurance for my business? Well, I did a podcast interview on business insurance. So I'll say, Hey, Johnny, really great question. Uh, Here, listen to my latest podcast interview where I go into this particular question with a broker here in Australia. Obviously, if you're in a different country, it might apply differently, but you're going to get a gist about what type of insurance you need for your business. Hope that helps. So we try to be able to just use content that's already been purposed and just repurpose that. But if it's someone like, Hi, Angela, I'd really like to understand the strategy about my top of funnel, mid funnel, bottom of funnel, right? And I would say, dear Susie, really great question. However, because I'm a business consultant and I'm working with other clients, you know, et cetera, it's really a not fair for me to give free business advice to those people who are paying, all right? But also is I could be sued for giving the wrong advice without understanding your business collectively, which that's not a lie. If I'm just sprucing off, advice, and I don't know anything other than two sentences of a question they've asked me, I could potentially damage their business versus help their business. So I might say something like, Susie, really great question. Thank you so much for that. But because I don't understand your business model, I don't feel that it's appropriate for me to give you the the sound advice that your business deserves. Mm -hmm. If you're ready to invest in yourself and in your business." You know, feel free to book a discovery call where we can talk about your goals, what you're struggling with, and how I could help you create that strategy. Or feel free to look at our podcast and blog and our other resource page. You might find some additional answers there. Hope that helps. So I'm not bit like it's it's more like I use that saying when they're really just generally trying to pick my brain and want free advice, right? But for them, and they're like, Okay, great. Thank you so much. Like what are they gonna say?
0: Right. No, that's, that's I mean a, they could really a Really brilliant way to tell people that, like, that's just a be- beautiful way to communicate it. And it sounds like putting up, and this is a number one rule in being a business owner and in life, really, putting up healthy boundaries around your time and about what you give for free and what you don't is a big part of this. Is that correct?
1: Oh, 100%. And I would, I would say, like, if you were to even go in my group and just kind of look around, there's very few people asking for free advice. It's pretty much like kind of the newbies that are doing it and kind of don't know my vibe, which again, fair enough. They haven't been there long enough to know that. But typically there's not a lot of advice questions that are asked because I've laid those boundaries from the beginning, like right from the beginning. And even if like someone, you know, goes in and asks a question and other people give advice, if I see that people are giving unethical advice or advice that I just am like, this is not kosher. I'll also sometimes just delete the comment because again... I don't want to be seen as, all oh, Angela's group gives bad advice. Like I saw right. one web developer say completely off the cuff advice. And I was like, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, I was like, actually, that's messed up. That's not actually true. I don't want to be part of that, right? So for me, because I understand SEO and I understand uh, web development and what makes a conversional website. And because I understand certain assets, because I've been doing this for so long, is I also have a duty of care, in my opinion, to make sure that my group is run efficiently and effectively. But other things that I also do is, for example, when I close CART on one of my group coaching programs, my 12-month group coaching program, I closed it, we closed CART at midnight. And I had to be at the airport at 8 a.m. to catch my flight to the Maldives, or Maldives, depending on what country you're in and how you say it, for one of my business masterminds. And I had a four hour or five hour layover. It it was in Singapore. And so I had had my VA at the time just create a list. I think I had 15 new people sign up for that particular program. So she had already collated their list and their phone number. So when I was in Singapore and had that time, I just used Skype credit and I personally rang each of them myself. And I still, I've had three new people sign up for that program this week because it's evergreen now. And I've called each of those people myself. So I don't have to but I make a choice to do that. All right. Also, any new client that is either a group coaching client in my mastermind or in my one to one, we've been able to also send personalized gifts. Now those personalized gifts, I there's an email that gets back at either my team or I will send that email. And we'll just say, thank you so much for signing up one last quick question. Can you tell us the name of your business the year it was established and your home address? That thing gets sent to one of my other clients who I work with, and I've been having her do this now for ages. Uh, she then creates a personalized bamboo business sign that gets sent right from her, her shop to them. People lose their mind. Why? Because I'm not sending a notepad and pen that has my branding on it. I'm mm. sending a personalized gift that cost me roughly $25, including postage, obviously, if it's in Australia, slightly a little bit more with postage, if I'm sending it internationally, $25. They're then sharing it on Instagram. Again, I've created an interaction and experience. I've made them feel like, damn, and really valuing what I do here. She's really taken time out to really understand my business and brand so far. This is amazing. I have refunded two people of that program ever. Two people, mm.
0: yeah, and it's that time. It's that time thing again. I think that's so powerful when you're a client and you see someone you perceive to be a busy, successful person taking time out for you and not expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's sort of the that's like a to me. And t- tell me if you disagree with this, but really to implement this, the spirit of this all the way through. <laughs> It's that interaction and experience and then not expecting to get a sale from it. You're just doing it to do
1: it. 100%. But again, but because I'm leading with value and because I generally show up and because I generally care about these people, that shows. Yeah. That, like I yeah, don't actually, exactly. I don't have to work hard, right? It just is what it is. Now, I'm not saying that I'm still not showing up and serving and showing people what I have on offer to work with me. But it doesn't mean that I can't do that, plus still treat them like human beings.
0: Yeah, yes. You can have both.
1: Whereas I think a lot of people are told you either one or the other, right? No, I can still, I've been, we've both. And listen, up until just recently, we've been utilizing Facebook ads very minimally. Everything else, the hundreds of thousands of dollars I make every single year has been very organic growth. My email list is only 4,500 people. That's it, right? Right. But again, because I show up, people continue. Like today, I had four. No, sorry. Today, I had six discovery calls. Every Monday, I do oh, my discovery incredible. calls. And I'm booked out. My discovery calls are booked out till not next week, but the following week already. But again, I hop on my own discovery calls. Others have told me that, no. Now, I'm not saying that I won't get a sales team eventually and they might do that first initial call, but I still want to be able to talk to people. Why? You don't go into BMW. And you don't go into a, you know, Mercedes or whatever and say, I'm going to take the $80,000 or the $100,000 car and not ask questions and test drive it. In fact, I find that to be quite negligent of business owners who aren't going to want to figure out what these people are about and do they stand for the right values and do they know what they're doing? So I'm not saying that I won't eventually not get a sales team to do that initial call, but I still want to be able to make a 10 to 15 minutes to talk to those people who I'm going to want to work with one-to-one. the other thing is is You know, like I said, there is a lot of ways that you can automate things too. You know, um, we've got it set up that again, when that personalized gift comes through is once the payment goes through 10X Pro, which is the platform we use, we use a zap and that zap then notifies us. And then that zap then goes off to my designer who then makes the personalized gifts and then emails them out. So it doesn't Mm. mean that we have to be doing the doing. And also with ringing new coaching clients, this is the thing. Oh my God, I don't have the time. Here's the thing. Most people don't even pick up their damn phone, okay? Because they <laughs> <Good> go, <point. laughs> oh, my God, this is like a different, do you know what I mean? Phone number, ah, hit decline, right? Yeah, right, so right, I, right. So when I called those people when I was in Singapore, there was, what, 15 or 12, I can't remember, so I don't have the data in front of me, like, literally only two people answered, literally. And I will tell you, this was the response. This can't be, how did you get my number? And is on the way to the Maldives. This, how how did you get my number? And I'm like, no, 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 because the line was a bit bad. I'm like, no, it is Ange. I'm just, I'm using Skype credit to ring you right now. I'm in Singapore. Oh, Ange? Another person (laughs) literally said, I need to pull over because I can't believe it's you. I mean, again, how that's that experience and interaction, right? It's not just me going, hi in an email, yay, welcome to my program. That's the interaction. Yeah. But the experience is them hearing my voice, that experience is me having a conversation with them, that is teaching them that, again, that I value them as humans. It wasn't just their credit card I was after. Yes. So, again, yes. like I yes. said, you've got choices. I know Jasmine Starr, you know, she, Jasmine Star, is a very big, as some of you might know, big Instagrammer, big uh, photographer. She's got hundreds of thousands of people that follow her. And she was in a uh, conference one time and someone asked her a question at the podium because this was a story that a friend of mine in the UK had shared with me. And they said, Jasmine, you know, we get hundreds and hundreds of DMs a day, you know, and we just, we have to outsource it to the VA or, you know, what else can we do? And she's like, you answer them yourself. No, 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 Jasmine, you don't understand. We get hundreds of DMs a day. She's like, so do I outsource things that don't need human to human contact
0: so again you have
1: choice every single day people every one of us when we wake up we have choice choose to do it or choose not to that's okay whatever you choose but just know that there is another way than what everyone's teaching you and that's human to human marketing
0: so what if you're very new to the entrepreneurial journey and you don't have a lot of people even asking you questions coming to you you're not a known quantity yet how what advice would you give to that person
1: go into other people's communities there's millions of people there's millions of groups there's find the group where your ideal client is sitting and go in there every day and spend 10 to 15 minutes in two or three different groups and answer questions add value to people's lives without expecting anything in return because once you start, you know, adding value and they start to take notice, they're probably then going to, you know, just by default, right? They're going to like, who is this person? That was really helpful. That was really kind. They then want go to your Facebook page, check out your profile. They do a mini stock. You've just left an emotional imprint on these people. So if you don't have a big following, that's fine. But don't use it. Don't use that as an excuse. There's always a way to connect. Go to other networking groups, right? Eventually, like again, I pay anywhere from forty to sixty thousand dollars a year to go into different masterminds and different programs to up my skill myself. That wasn't always the case. I started out of going to free like networking groups, right? And then I started to pay $10 and then $15. Add value. Show up to those meet and greets, whether or not that's virtual or whether or not that's face to face. Add value. Don't come don't come from a place in my opinion of Oh, I'm giving all my secrets away. No, you're not. You're not. Really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That you'd be yeah. driven by you're being driven by ego at that stage, right?
0: You can always and fear, add value. I think. 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yes, I love that. That is beautiful advice. So, Ange, may I call you Ange? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I always ask my podcast guests yeah. to leave our listeners with a challenge on Mm -hmm. this topic challenge them with on with regards to human to human marketing my challenge
1: would be is to look at and write down how many conversations you've actually had with people in the last month and then from there double it the following month so really go back and be like genuinely how many times have you picked up the phone zero okay well if it's zero we've got a bit of a problem that's all right because you can't really double zero then i would say pick up the phone and call one person every week one person that's all you have to do And that conversation can be like hey Susie, i just wanted to check in and see how you're doing i know it's been a couple months since the last time we connected is there anything i can help you with any questions you have people will lose their brain like literally will lose their brain (laughs) or and it it doesn't just have to be service-based businesses I work with a lot of e-com businesses. And obviously, if they're getting hundreds of orders a day, it can be very tricky to, to try and manage that. But what I would say is if you're getting 100 orders a day, or let's just say 100 orders a week, pick up the phone and call 10 people. Have you, have you or your team, you remember, it doesn't just have to be you, all right? Have you or your team pick up the phone and just say, hey, Susie, I just wanted to make sure that you received your, I don't know you new to 2021 planner. Cause obviously 2020 planners have been no good for any of us. So just wanted to see if you got right. your 2021 <laughs> planner. Yes. It was great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else we could have done better for you? No. Uh. All right. Anything else? All right. Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time, but we just wanted to make sure that you've received everything that our customer service was to standards and we, we wish you a beautiful day. So again, I, I just always say that there's always people looking for excuses. Oh, I mean, calm. I can't do it. No, you can find a way right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, remember, it's the experience and interaction one faces with your particular brand. So it doesn't have to be you. Make sure that that team member is getting on the phone, that, they've, that they're, you know, happy, bubbly, cre- share the same values of your business. Because again, conversations equal connections, connections equal conversions. So my challenge is, is to go and really honestly think about when was the last time you picked up the phone, or you sent a voice message on DM you know, there's always a way to do it. That's my challenge to you guys is to, yeah, go and implement it.
0: That is a beautiful challenge. I love it so much. Oh my gosh, Ange, this has been just packed with fantastic information. And I think super useful for uh, those who listen, who are at the start of their entrepreneurial journey, those who have been at it for a while. Just really, really useful information. Thank you so much. Please tell our listeners how they can find you. Sure. I, I always say it depends on, you know, how you
1: consume information or what it is that you are needing. But if you're wanting to listen to the podcast, just are you wanting to read the blog article or you're wanting to book in for one of those discovery calls to see whether or not I can help support you in your business journey, head to angelahenderson.com.au and then from there you can pick and choose again what you would like. Podcast, blog. Uh, see how I work with people, check out my mastermind. Yeah, so just head to my, I call it my ecosystem. Head to the ecosystem,
0: AngelaHenderson.com.au and I look forward to connecting with you. Perfect, and that link will be in the show notes. And Ange, thank you again so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. So grateful for your time and I'm really excited to share this episode with my network. No worries, thanks so much, Allison. You have a lovely day. And I'd like to thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you received from it, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And as always, so, so grateful for a rating and review so more people can find She Grows. And if you'd like my help calling in your ideal people, then be sure to download my PDF guide. It's free. That reveals the five visibility blockers that are preventing, they're actually blocking your ideal clients from finding you. Your offerings are way too important to remain invisible. So this guide will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find the download link on my website, alisonscammell.com. And that link will also be in the show notes.